Hi and welcome to The Big Remote. My name is Jerry Scullion. I'm an independent service designer and innovation consultant and educator. We're in the middle of unprecedented social experiments with so many people working remotely and many entire families staying home. Yet, there's so much that still connects us together that we can learn from. The Big Remote is a podcast of people's remote stories. Maybe all of this is new and they're discovering a new lifestyle. Maybe they've been working remotely all this time and now everyone else in their company has joined them. Or perhaps their freelance life has turned upside down. The big remote dives into guests' remote work and collaboration tips, remote life hacks, tips on entertaining yourself and your kids, personal stories and more. And in this episode, I speak with the wonderful Jakob Schneider, creative director at KD1 in Cologne, and co-founder of More Than Metrics. Jakob Schneider, a very warm welcome to The Big Remote. How are you doing today? Thank you very much, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Doing, doing good. Sun is shining. But you can't go out. <laughs> but I can't go out, right. But I have a window next to me and I'm looking at a tree and it's already getting greener. Yeah. So, so what's it like, what in, what's it like in Cologne? <laughs> what's it like in Cologne at the moment as regards the, the pandemic? Yeah, we have uh, the German officials don't have very strict uh, measurements in place right now. They call it a contact restriction to up to two people, but there's no mask obligation or no real lockdown. And as I see it now, it works pretty well. People behave, especially in the bigger cities. There's much respect, much also much much help for the neighbors, and and right now it feels not too bad most of the time. Hmm. I know Germany are testing it. I read last night half a million people a week. So they're they're definitely on top of the testing at the moment. They're they're leading the way in, in, in that sense. Have you been tested just in interest? No, not at all. Not at all. I so are, just are they- isolated myself three weeks ago, including my family. And as you as you already um, mentioned, yeah. switched completely to 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 work from home. For the agency, yeah, just going out to go to buy uh, groceries, and at least one time a day we're going out with our little one mm. um, just to get some fresh air. And, and we have a park right behind the building. So again, what should I complain about? I think yeah. many of us who are able to do the work from home right now are very privileged. And there's definitely an element of that. Like, you know, a lot of the people that I've spoken to, not just on the big remote, but also, um, you know, generally speaking, have found this new new sense of compassion and humility and respect and then sort of acknowledgement that how lucky they are to have either a garden or a space to go to like a park close by. And it's it's really refreshing to hear that, you know, people are starting to reconnect and value space again. I think we've we've lost that for a long time. I totally agree. I totally agree. I um sometimes I feel of course I I feel feel scared from from time to time. Not so much about my personal health, I think. I mean I'm thirty six right now and um in good shape, I think, and also the family, and um, we have the ability to to isolate ourselves a little bit. So I think um, hmm. hopefully that 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 will work out somehow. But if yeah. I look at the economy and my partners, our partners, and especially when I look at some friends who are running restaurants or are running a very gig-based business where it's very much about personal contact, yeah. I feel with them. Definitely. Yeah. It is a scary time and 
because there's lots of change happening at the same time and lots of change in multiple areas happening at the same time, which is we've, we've lost sense of control, which is I think everybody is in the same, same boat, whether they're in the gig economy or, or not. But I remember when I was a couple of weeks ago, it might've been one of our mutual friends that said to me like, oh, you know, Jakob is, is moving uh, your, your design business into the employees' homes and moving the desks and computers. Mm-hmm. What I'm really keen to, to chat today about is, you know, what was that like? And, you know, h- how are the employees taking to working from home? And what kind of changes are you seeing? Mm. Yeah, well, actually, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of, of, of um, my team, actually, of course, of both teams. But now I'm, I'm talking about the team here in Cologne, because we're literally, we've been a 0% home office office so to say because um at one hand for on, one, on the one hand for some for cultural reason and you know it's just how the company grew but uh, the other perspective is that we as as visual designers we do rely on the large screens uh, we mm. do work with pretty large files especially when doing our print stuff the agency is doing 50 percent print and 50 percent digital stuff i'd say and if you have a magazine for example it's, it's a very simple fact but you might have seven gigabytes and you have to work on this with three or four persons, like the image editor, the final artwork, the copywriter, and at least one designer. And usually we're working on a, on a uh, server, um, on a physical server with a gigabit connection. And, you know, these this files just don't go through the, through the, the home wire or the, the, the Wi-Fi, right? It's, it's just, it's, it's a challenge. They're too big. They're too big, yeah. They're just too big, and it's it's um and as you know, most of the the software solutions are not really built for working with remote service. Funnily, especially not Adobe Creative Cloud. Shame on you guys. <laughs> one, over one thousand euros a month, and you're not even delivering. You can say whatever you like about Adobe on on this. We've got no can, affiliation right? to anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, I dropped my Creative Cloud account a year ago because I just had too many problems with it, and it was eating up too much of my my hard drive space. Yeah, so, I mean, I could read about them for one hour now. Um, I heard this. I read this nice tweet when someone was saying um, Adobe stopped working on their products when they started blackmailing, and that's very much to it. But that's a yeah, different story. Um, anyway, nevertheless, there was this one one day. Yeah, I think three weeks ago now. I'm bad on counting. Yeah, but um, where we on the there was a Thursday where we said, hmm, hmm, hmm. There might be the point where we have to consider home um, working from home. Then there was the Friday where I approached some of my colleagues and said, you know, just put it around in your head and make yourself a bit comfortable with this idea. Then there was the weekend where, especially in Germany, everything, you know, went serious. There was this uh, speech from our chancellor, which was definitely not her worst performance, I, I think. Mm-hmm. And on Monday, it was clear. Guys, we're moving home, everyone. And it, it, still, it was funny. On, in, early in the morning, we were still like, yeah, at least half of the company of the agency, we're 17 people, has to, to, to move home. And three hours later, everyone was on board. And we were said, okay, everyone's moving home. And we find some regulations, like there is um, one person a day who looks after the, the coastal stuff and um, still everything's in place. But yeah, now we really went home. We transported all the 27-inch IMAX. This is not uh, bossing around, right? It's it's just our work. 
So you, you had to carry those out of yeah. the studio, load them into a van, was it? And exactly. drive to all the people. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen and lots of photos of people with this. Yeah. Yeah. Second screen. And fortunately, we were already working on voice over IP phones. So everyone just took their phone, the physical device at home, plugged it in and it worked right away. Yeah. So we how are you working on those magazines now? There are seven gigs and you're having to work from home. Yeah, pretty pretty simple. Um, they we discipline or we, we we use a bit more discipline. Like we try to manage that only one person works on it on a time, and they pull all the data locally, which might take two hours in the bed. That <laughs> connection, and once they're done with their part, they hand it over to the next one. And sometimes there are even hard disks involved, but yeah, there's no no other chance. Of course, there are also many other projects like you know analytics or data projects that don't rely that much on, on big chunks of data or especially most of the website projects the digital products or the digital yeah. assets are much much smaller so um yeah. so now that all the employees are, are working from home and you're in uh you know your your place in, in cologne what are the things that you're using to to enable and aid communication and collaboration what tools yeah, first and foremost, Slack. That was a no-brainer for me because I'm working with Slack. Before that, we had HipChat in um, at More Than Metrics in Austria. Yeah. Uh, that team, uh, the team in Innsbruck, is much more used to working remotely. But also that there, we only have one home office week on uh, home office day, as we call it, per week. Because also there, we learned it's important to keep the team together. For two main reasons. The one is, it sounds so esoteric, but it is team culture, especially if you're on a um, creative team. And who is not, right? Even even the the, um, the legal departments do creative work. From, and if you don't have this physical contact or this 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 spatial contact, looking over to your colleague and seeing ah uh, is is he or she um, uh, in a stressful phase or not? Can I approach him or her? Um, that is such a big difference, and especially when uh, when it comes to sitting at one table, just briefly discussing three or four minutes this one thing. You know, this works in our in our agency, but on a chat, this takes up to ten minutes. With the, mm -hmm. sometimes with the result, no, I have I don't have time for you. Sorry. <laughs> and yeah. uh, this, yeah. So it it slows down things, and it also what I feel. It sometimes increases the mental load even more because mm. it even it's even more difficult to focus sometimes. You really have to intentionally switch off Slack for two hours or so. I mean, I'm part of many workspaces as you are for sure <laughs> as well. Yeah. And um, we all know you need to find your, your personal okay, way to work with these tools, right? Yeah. Um, we also learned this in, in Innsbruck with Modern Metrics when, when we founded the company 12 years ago, uh, 12 years ago, 2012. I think we've been through over 15 project management and communication tools. And wow. after all, we That's ended again up with Slack and uh, Jira and Confluence. Yeah. But the most important thing that we learned is that you need your own, you need to establish and develop your own culture in working with these tools. Hmm. Things like radio silence, like when to mention whom. Is it okay to mention all the people in the main channel? No, it's not. <laughs> and so on and so on. 
What does it mean if your boss pings you on Saturday evening eight eight o'clock? Is is he is he or she um, expecting a response, or does this mean no? Please wait until Monday morning, which is the yeah. case in our and yeah, yeah, and this is very very important. And the funny thing right now is that I can compare the way how both teams work with the tools, right? Because KD one was forced now, while Modern Metrics is working with it for a longer time. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. So with all these new tools, and especially in KD one, who is primarily like being physically based in a studio, what kind of rituals have been introduced to aid those kind of those behaviors of of sort of checking in on your on your on your peer or you know communication with with each other? Like, is, is there anything that's been added to to the the kind of the daily daily work processes? Yes, but please give me some more weeks. It's, it's the third week or the second week, oh. essentially, um, where we're trying to establish this. But yes, from day one, we learned that. Um, um, and of course, I could build on the learnings that we had. In, with Absolutely. Already, um, which is an awesome brief thing. I'm very thankful for that. But yeah, we, for example, we have the KD1 breakfast, which was a physical ritual before oh, nice. once a month now we have it once month a week and it's once a week and it's just all hands on deck share some nice stories about your home office what did break uh, are you still uh, in love with your partner or not <laughs> things like this <laughs> but also a bit updates from 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 the three partners um, that we are where we just tell um, you know how projects are going if clients are canceling things they're not right now which is a great thing it's 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 a very important thing about staying connected and funnily also to just see the people in their personal environments you are not forced to by the way we have i think at least two persons who are not so much a fan of showing the personal workspace because also they are in you know uh, close to moving and things look like a mess and that's also totally fine but um yeah it really helps to see the people in person i have this breakfast uh, today is called drawing course <laughs> because it's in the afternoon. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. And then we have um, for sure the ritual that in the main channel everyone says good morning. I'm out for lunch. I'm back from lunch, and I will leave in some minutes. Does anyone need me? This is really important. So everyone, yeah, has this feeling of a physical presence. Of course, yeah. and on top of that, I just read the stats from Slack. Uh, we have 58% of communications in private channel, channels. Yeah, that's so pretty low. Much, much, <laughs> there's much one-on-one -on -one discussions really on, on, on projects. Yeah. Well, you also so this is AC. The screen plus, plus audio, so the other person is seeing what you are seeing. So I'm looking at your draft now. You see what I'm looking at. See, this is like this and like this, and then maybe we should try I like mm. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and it, it ta everything takes longer. And I think mm -hmm. it's, you know, uh, I was watching something last night. It might have been John Oliver. I don't know if you know John Oliver, the US talk show host. And he said for years, you know, governments and businesses have been focusing on, focusing on efficiencies. And when you focus on purely an efficient work process and, you know, business processes, you, you can see that the effect that, you know, 
the the pandemic is having on them because suddenly they can't scale. They've just been focusing on doing things as cheaply and as quickly as possible. And it's now going backwards to that whole kind of time of slowing down and yeah. being uh, respectful of each other's time. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's needed. Things are just going to take longer and it's going to require additional help and additional time and energy to to get things to where they, where they were. It involves not only management uh, understanding, but also client understanding to that, that we're in this crazy time that everyone has been thrown into, into utter chaos. And it requires that level of um, understanding and empathy, I suppose. Yeah, I like I like how you how you put this, and I also try to see the uh, the, the the positive the possible positive effects of um, this kind of reset. You know, the the, the German Bundestrainer, how you call it, the the, the, the soccer trainer Yogi Löw, as uh, some people yeah. uh, might know him. He he put it nicely and simply said, "Well, didn't we all have the feeling that we were as a society or as a species?" Uh, we're running into a collective burnout, and now we are forced to rethink how we want to work and live together. And I think yeah. there's very much to it, because when we look at the work reality that especially we, Jerry, you and I, and, and, the, the, and the people that surround us are working in, if you're 100% fit and, and, and active and, and you know, po- in a positive life phase then you can cope with all this then you can cope with five slack workspaces and you keep your head up but if you're vulnerable and don't have a bad and don't have a good time and maybe you lost a partner or whatever then this very fast-paced work culture can harm you i think and yeah i think that there are still many answers to find for us yeah you are as a species at least um in the in the in the developed absolutely countries, which is again a whole whole another story a whole, yeah. whole other conversation but i know um jacob you, you've moved home like you're you're working in your in your home base in, in cologne and you've got uh, a young child and yeah. you know trying to mix family and work under the same roof how, how are you managing that uh, that whole kind of the, the, the complications because I know we're in a, we're in a similar position both of us and yeah we are we both how are you how are you getting yeah, around is, that this is indeed the, the the biggest challenge that I personally face it's 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 a nice challenge and I'm not complaining at all please don't get me wrong but but the, yeah I think we we're seeing this uh, these two types um, of people the other one one people with without a family in their home right now who have the problem of maybe getting too lonely and maybe falling in the trap of working too much right because they're not there's nothing else uh, they can do and then there are the other people um, especially with younger families no essentially with all 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 houses with kids they have to manage this somehow and what i see in most cases is that uh, the two partners are juggling the hours around like two hours for you then two hours for me two hours for you two hours for, for, for me or morning shift afternoon shift stuff like that and this is really really challenging is again when it comes to the mental load i think because organizing you are always the the guy on the team who said oh sorry no i cannot do the afternoon with this call oh can we shift this one i'm sorry no i have to postpone this meeting this doesn't feel good right you 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 feel unreliable while trying to manage your personal situation this is this is a challenge also for us um, mm. I'm very thankful that my partner um, is a primary school teacher. 
you're so lucky. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but she's a very ambitious primary school teacher. And uh, yeah. many people think that, oh, okay, now they have nothing to do. I think that's not quite true. She's trying to get her classroom from a, 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 a not so easy district in, in the city, so to say. Try to get them online and try to supply them with more materials for the homeschooling. Try to do some intensive help for the, 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 the challenged families. Mm. You know, there was one father who said, you know, I'm, I'm alone with my four kids and I have a one room apartment. And he right. said, oh my gosh, I just shut, shut the F up. This is, this is really a challenge. And then he, he also, he has to work, continue on his, with his work somehow. He has to homeschool four children and they have to live on like 25 square meters. And my partner is, is Julius is, is helping these families, which I think is very important work. And, and yeah, so we try to make room for this, of course, as well. Yeah, it is a challenge. But it's accepted the <laughs> challenge. Yeah. So how do you, how, how are you getting around the whole fact that you know you, your child is knows that that daddy's home, and kind of say, well, look, I can't play now. I need to do this. So how, how are you balancing the the two paradigms of parenthood yeah, and work? Um, again, I'm I'm very thankful to have this smart and caring partner. Um, Julia just, I think on, on day three, she came up with the idea to, to draw a day plan with him. So he's, he's turning mm. four now. So he's, she, she, he's a really a little one. And they um, draw small images for playing with the cars or, you know, yesterday they played um, postal service for the friends and, and he made some, some envelopes for them. And then they went around with the bicycle and um, delivered the, the, the postals, uh, the, 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 the envelopes. And this is all drawn on a plan. And the secret sauce, I think, are two pauses in, in it. There's one a one hour pause and, and, and a 30 minute pause. And he 100% accepts these because he knows when they come and he uses them for, for his own. He's, he's allowed to hear to, to, to some music or play with the cars or read, read some books. And he totally accepts that. And I think due to this clear but lovely and caring structure for him. Um, he also totally accepts this as long daddy or mommy are in the home office room, I must not interrupt them. And he really accepts this. I'm surprised as well, but he does. And on the other hand, yesterday, for example, I was on a call late in the afternoon where he already knows the home office is coming to an end and he came up, knocked on the door and was whispering. And of course, the lady on the phone was yeah, she she was of course totally fine with that, and yeah. these are also beautiful moments when you, especially when when talking to conservative Absolutely. clients or teams, and you you see how tolerant and even positive they are. Also, this absolutely, it's it's not too bad. It's not too bad too bad of an experience. Yeah, I mean, like we've been on calls where my little girl, I'm up in the attic, it's a converted attic and, you know, there's a door and I just hear the knock of the door and like, daddy, let me in. And I'm like, I can't turn around in the middle of a meeting and I go, go away. So I, I just say, come, come on in and, you know, I introduce you. I think that, well, you were on that call. I think, you know, I was like, this is exactly. Freya. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the three of us uh, just reacted. Yeah. Hi, little one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it. It is part of the the whole kind of thing. Whereas before the pandemic, I think it would have been a little bit more like, you know, don't come in here. Like, you know, this this is this is daddy. I'm on work time. Whereas now it's just, I've learned, I suppose, in the last three or four weeks to to be a little bit more like, you know, 
we we have to go with the flow this is you know yeah. we, we can't be too too precious about you know how we're working and how we're on different modes it's just like you know cut ourselves some slack yeah 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 I think it's really important. But um, so what, what kind of things are you hoping to to do with your little boy over the next couple of weeks? Like, is there something that, you know, are there any goals that you're setting yourselves, any things that you're planning, such as, you know, gardening or, or getting out or football or learning new things? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he's turning four in a in few, few, few weeks. Of course, this will be birthday. Uh, to celebrate his yeah. birthday. But we're making yeah. great, a great effort to do video calls with his friends. So there might be a mass video call on his uh, yeah. birthday. Yeah, they, we had this one funny occasion where he really played with with his best friend for 30 minutes over video. He showed his new parking garage and his new cars and the other other one was listening. And then it was his turn and he showed his new pet. And it was, it was adorable. Oh. And yeah. we tried to maintain this um, as much as we can. And then there's the Easter project, of course. We have to hide some Easter eggs. Um, friends of us have a garden, and I think we can use it for a day. Things like yeah. these, little things, many little things. That are absolutely. Pretty- yeah, no, absolutely. It's, um, you know, we try and do something every day that, you know, is, is, a, is an activity. It's, it's a thing for them to get you know, excited about. And like my wife is still on maternity leave. We, we had another little boy who's nearly one and my wife will be returning to work, which adds to an extra layer of complexity, like how we're going to balance two mm-hmm. full-time workers in the house with, with children. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, it is one of those things that, you know, we, we say like, okay, today we're going to do this and this. And it might be yesterday it was a trip to the post box, <laughs> which, yeah. uh, you know, we're going out to post the letters and it, it seems so trivial for us. But for them, they're like, well, hey, we're going to the post box. We might see the postman. And um, that's what they did in the afternoon. It, it goes back to, I was joking with my wife last night. I don't know if you, if you ever saw the TV show Friends. Yes, the US TV show in the, in the 90s, yeah. okay, where, where, where Joey was living with Ross and Ross had just lost his job and Joey, you know, was having his breakfast and it was like 11 in the morning and Ross came in and he was like, wow, what a morning. I've been to the post office, dropped my books back to the library, went to the gym and did my laundry. And he's like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, that's a whole week's work of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things yeah. have to be blocked. <laughs> uh, there's yeah, there's definitely some truth that. We don't have teenagers at home. I think they're a bit more demanding when it comes to entertainment um, programs. <laughs> exactly. Try saying to a 12-year-old, today we're going to go to the post box and post yeah. the letters. But, I think um, you won't even get a response from the, from the, from, from the room. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. And like, I guess, you know, I spoke to somebody yesterday, you know, about screen time with young children and, yeah. you know, how, how, it's a challenge. And it's it's a quandary, and it's it's something that um, I, I admit that whenever I, you know, put an iPad in front of my little girl, I feel like oh, I'm a failure. Like we yeah. know, like, but you know, that's apparently it's it's a very common feeling. But the person um, Sophie Lovett was saying to me, look, you know, it's natural. You know, you, you use it; it's not all bad. You know, people using screen time, and as long as they're not on it, like for hours and hours and hours, like it's it's just use it as a special power or a superpower that you can use from time to time. Do you yeah. use tablets with with your little boy? No, we're very strict with this one. Indeed, you're very strict in that one. Yeah, we don't we don't even have a TV set in in that in the in our home for for over ten years now, which doesn't oh, mean right. that we're not watching TV, right? <laughs> we're watching it on yeah. 
smartphones and, 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 and laptops. But we don't have this, you know, this, this physical entity in the room. So he's, every time we, we're going to some shops, which uh, apparently have TV screens, he's totally fascinated. But until now, it, it, it works good. He's not missing it. He not, has not the feeling that, you know, he's excluded from, from anything. And so we don't have, this, have these discussions now. It's more like he's asking about how a helicopter can fly. And then we say, okay, let's, let's look, look at a one minute video of a helicopter starting together. I think this is also, yeah. the, 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 the yeah. devices are not bad. I, I think it's yeah. bad to, to um, show, show to the kids some inappropriate content. And I don't mean, I, 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 I Dirty don't no, I, I especially think about the, the visuals, like how fast are they, how extreme yeah. are they, you know, I think a four-year-old doesn't have to look to watch uh, Power Rangers or, or, or crap like that, sorry. But of course, it should be fine to watch a five-minute Donald Duck movie, right? Like yeah. more fast, slower cuts. And, 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 Absolutely. And, uh, what I once heard is uh, the, the, the main difference is that you yeah, have to guide it, right? You have to sit next to it. To them i think this yeah it's it's also what and how is what i i say to my wife like what they're seeing yeah and ha how they're seeing it so like as a shared experience or as, as a you know a one-on-one -on -one experience but w what i've noticed in what i've noticed is the the devices and especially the apps like youtube or any of these things have got this pattern that, that has emerged over the last number of years where uh, it presents other videos that are similar to it alongside it so mm -hmm. it creates this kind of dissonance for the child. They're watching something and then they're they're attracted by a tile, a pretty looking tile with might be a dolly or something on it. And they click that after about 20 or 30 seconds and they go into this kind of loop of just can't make a decision. And, you know, they're always ah. hopping between videos. And it's it's as a designer, like and a former interaction designer, like it's mm. it's something that I I see, I was like, actually, you know what? This is a very destructive pattern for, for children to be exposed to. You know, this yeah. whole inability to, to remain and re retain sort of attention has not been considered. And like they have kind of tried to tackle something like that in YouTube kids. But now we've kind of deleted, you know, YouTube from mm -hmm. uh, my, my little girl's tablet and we just have Netflix there. But they have the, a similar pattern where it's just it's perpetually playing. So you need to go and turn that off. And so there's all these things about if you're going to do it. So when and how is, is, are the two big things um, are, are that I'm always trying to focus on. So an yeah, like tablets. Discovery, interesting discovery that mm. you talked about. This endless loop. This is, this is really interesting. Yeah, it is a cycle. Children are much more vulnerable for our uh, dark UX patterns, right? And then, then we even are. Yeah. But you mm. see, this is the thing. They, they probably, they may not have tested YouTube it might have been a non-included persona, so to speak, in their thing, because they're like, actually, it's young, hip kids, and we've created YouTube kids. YouTube kids will—they're—they're they're going to use. It's going to be mainly kids that are using this one, whereas, like, of course, YouTube is—you know—if you're out and about, and you know, you're watching something, and your little girl wants to see something, so you put on—I don't know—Peppa Pig. Mm. the same same patterns reappear like it's it's very difficult to get around it so i try not to let them use my phone i try to use a very you know the ipad that we have is, is restricted you know certain content will never get shown and it also locks off after a certain time mm. which i've done through my wi-fi so my wi-fi only allows activity specific times throughout the day but it is hard like at the moment i try and enforce that you know 
during the, the, these periods of, of older chaos is, is, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's difficult. I'm learning. I'm so, learning, Jerry. Interesting. <laughs> Very good. So, so Jakob, look, I think it's been really good chatting with you today. If people wanted to reach out to you and learn more about Jakob Schneider, what's hmm. the best way for them to reach out to you? I think it's, it's Twitter. I'm um, yeah. Jack, Jacob Lies or J Mr. Jacoblies, as people call me. <laughs> Jacoblies is what I've always called you, Jacobly. But yeah, Jacob yeah. Lies has, like, has a whole different meaning now. Yeah, yeah. It was a, on the, when I joined Twitter, I had some strange ideas in my head. Jacob Lies, yeah. <laughs> with a K, yeah. by the way. Jacob with a K. Yeah, Jacob or, or Jakob is yeah jacob so look um it was great having you on today um jacob thanks so much for your time thank you very much for having me that was a um I, i've never did this before so thank you if you like this podcast and like what we're doing and want to try and support us we now have this is hcd premium where you can access the content earlier and get exclusive content and a richer experience by subscribing to do so go to premium.thisishcd.com now i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you'd like to be part of the conversation or community hop on over to thisishcd.com where you can request to join the slack community and help shape future episodes and connect with other designers from around the world or join the hcd newsletter Subscribe to content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and listen to any of our other podcasts such as Getting Started in Design and Bringing Design Closer with myself, Jerry Scullion, Power of Ten with Andy Pillane, Decoding Culture with Dr. John Curran, ProdPod with Adrian Tan, Ethnopod with Jay Hasbrook, Worldwide Waste with Jerry McGovern, Moments of Change with Melanie Raymond and Talking Shop, our community podcast with myself and Andy Pillane. Thanks for listening and see you next time.